0: Hey, this is Billy Claudio. I'm the pastor of Oasis Community Church, and this is our podcast. I wanted to thank you for joining us today. I hope this inspires you, I hope it builds your faith, and I hope you find freedom today through the gospel. Enjoy the message. Well, the holiday season are upon us, and I don't know about you, but does anybody have hurt fingers from putting lights up? Anybody out there that... How many of you do not have your lights up yet? How many of you would like some assistance? Uh, start to pray now. God will send someone to you that cares about it. I'm glad that you're here today. Um, we're in a series called Follow the Star, and I just want to praise the things that are happening around us. They're, you know, The need for people to have wellness is so big, and we're privileged to have this opportunity to to reach out into our community with health and wellness, and we know that the answer, true answer, is found in Jesus Christ and through Jesus, and We're thankful for all the science and wisdom of how we can be effective at reaching the needs of people that are broken. And we're glad that we as a church have the opportunity to do those kinds of things. It really is spectacular. And it means so much to us reaching our community that we do things every year to just reach our community. We pay for things just to go on so people would come so we can interact with them. And we're doing that this week. I don't know if you know, but... Yeah, Follow the Star, we're doing a big event on Saturday. We're inviting thousands of people to come out to be at Oasis Community Church to come and have fun. And it's not just because we want them to have fun, it's because we want them to come around and go, well, those people aren't so weird like I thought they were. Or maybe I'll go to church with them maybe this weekend. And we're also doing at the same time in the sanctuary. We're actually, during the event outside, we're having a production going on 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 an ongoing basis throughout the night where we're going to share the story of Jesus and we're going to share the gospel that night multiple times to anybody that will come in and sit and watch. And so kids love to go to plays. Parents love to take their kids to plays. And we're going to be sharing faith uh, the whole time. And we'd love to have you participate with us as a part of the family. Um, You know, many hands make... Light work, and your help can help us tremendously at making it very influential. And even if you go, well, I don't even know what I would do, just being here is good enough. Because you can smile, you can help. There are lots of things that we do. There's lots of booths going on, lots of ways you can be supportive. And uh, the truth is, is we, we we long for your support. We The opportunities are great for us to do great things, and we'd love for you to participate and be involved with them. And we want to invite everybody to come and hang out. There's going to be food, there's going to be games, there's going to be pony rides and hey whatever there's lots of stuff that's going to be here and they're not going to let me come this week no I'm going to be here Um, so I, I would invite you to participate and be involved with it but come and celebrate with us as well because it's going to be a lot of fun and it's one of the things that we do to reach out and tell our community that we love them and we care about them and we just want to love on them so we're also going to be sharing the faith that way so let us pray Lord love you thank you for loving us Thanks for being here today in these few moments that we have and talking about your word and the value of, Lord, the the theme of this message, which is follow the star. I ask that you give me wisdom and guidance in my communication so, Lord, the hearers would hear what you're saying and not anything that I have to say but what you say. And I give you thanks for that in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You know, we take this scripture, follow the star, from the, the magi or magi that were called from a far-off land to come and follow a star to Jesus. I'll begin in Matthew chapter 2, verse number 1, and if you have your Bibles, you can follow along. I want to have it on the screen as well to make it easy for you. Uh, After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem. There's not a lot known about these Magi. There's assumptions that they came from a long way away, and they had somehow been foretold about an event that would take place that would, would be an event worthy of following after. And it's interesting as we look at their lives, the, the, the Magi or the Magi had to put faith in what they had heard in the past to take the journey. There was an essence about them that they were required to put into play. In verse number two, and they asked, where is the one who's been born king of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. Now it's interesting, the star rose, they followed it all the way to Bethlehem, and somehow the star disappeared. So they were like, hey, we followed the star, and here we are, and you know, out of the star led us to this spot, and they went and had an interaction with King Herod. Now, King Herod uh, wasn't a, a godly man. As a matter of fact, he hated anybody that opposed his uh, um, kingship. And when the these wise men came and said, hey, there's a guy that we know is going to be born king of the Jews, he obviously was like, ain't nobody going to be born king of the Jews but me. And it really went to fulfill prophecy that these wise men came and told him because prophecy said that there was going to be a great killing that was going to happen at Jesus' birth, that they were going to try, this king tried to eliminate Jesus by killing all the babies that were in the community where he was said to be born under two years' age. Um, So they actually showed up to help fulfill a prophecy of a king that would do such a terrible thing But the king helped them understand. Well, no this we don't know anything about that king But the scriptures say and he uh, Herod got some people to say the scriptures say that he's supposed to be born in Bethlehem So as they left the king and started to head toward Bethlehem We're going to pick up the story in verse number uh, 9 It says after they heard the king They went on their way and the star they had seen when it rose went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was I love it. They start back on their journey the star shows up again and leads them to that place. Now, there's a couple things I, I want to throw into this. And you know, the these Magi were they were following a star, right? They 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 had some help on getting to the location that they needed to be. H- have you ever been lost? <laughs> Man, thank you. Thank you. Amen. I get a deep amen from the men, right? Amen. Um, it's a terrible feeling to feel lost. I I I'm pretty. You know, I I got pretty spatial aware most of the time in my life. And but there's been a couple of times where I've been driving and 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 I just felt lost. Like I don't know where I'm at right now. And there's a terrible feeling that happens and some of you I know live that way. Some of you on your way to church were like, uh 56th Street. Uh. But it's a terrible feeling to feel lost. And you know, one of the things that we have in our, in our journey today, we have something called a GPS, that when we feel lost, we have a quick access to something that gets us back on track and you know, helps us get back in alignment with where we need to be. And, but the truth is, is there are many people in life that we, we feel somewhat lost we feel like we don't know what to do next and you know maybe maybe your kids about to graduate from high school and you're like you know going to go away and you're like you're lost with those relationships maybe it's you with a job opportunity in front of you and you're going you know what do i do i've got this and i got that maybe there's some economic decisions that are in front of you that you're you're kind of lost in the knowing of what you're supposed to do Maybe you're a kid that's about ready to go to college, and you're like, all these choices, I'm not sure what to do, and don't we wish there was just a, a GPS that we could just say, just tell me which way to go. Right? There was a star they were following. They had someone tell them where to go. And again, they were following a star of promise. There was a prophetic word that said, one day this is going to take you to the king of the Jews. And so they were by faith following the star of promise. But wouldn't it be amazing if life, if we had access to a star to follow that would give us wisdom and guidance for living? I got good news. <laughs> there is. And today we're going to talk a little bit about the person of the Holy Spirit. That is the actual guide given to us by Jesus to help us have discernment in in life circumstances and situations You know when we learn to follow the star when we learn to follow the star the work of the spirit working in our life Leading us and guiding us is amazing how things change and I know some of you are going I need some things to change Life is tough life is difficult life is challenging. I don't know what's going on. I I hate my life right now I want to remind you your situation is not your final your present situation is not your final destination Right, You might be in the midst of it right now. Is anybody in the midst of it right now? This is not your final destination. You're on your journey somewhere, and it might seem like things are dark, and things are bleak, and you have no understanding. You don't know about tomorrow. You're worried about tomorrow. You're afraid to make a step today because of the lack of confidence of where I'm supposed to go. I want you to know that God is looking out for you. Because the same star that he used to guide the magi to the place where jesus was he has provided us a star for life to lead us to him you know the holy spirit's number one agenda is to lead us to jesus and the maturation of life in jesus that's the work of the holy spirit we see that they were led by this star and a basically a representation of the spirit leading them to jesus where they could bow and they could worship and they could honor him I love the story, too, about the Magi because, you know, they were outsiders. They weren't Jews. They weren't the Jews Jew. They were people from a different religion and a different culture. They were mathematicians and scientists and astrologers and heavy, deep thinkers. And, you know, most people today go, well, if you're a deep thinker, you can't find God. I want you to know these were the deep thinkers of their generation and realize it was the hope that they found in a story about a Savior And all the things that they had read, all the things that they had discovered and say, you know, one day if we see this experience, if we experience something that this drawing card, we'll know that maybe this thing could be true. And it's worthy of placing my faith in that star to go discover, to find out if it's true. You know, some of you that your life is like that, you know, you want proof. Everybody wants, well, if, you know, so-and-so did this. You know, even, it's interesting when you study the New Testament, you know, people said, well, you know, if God would come in the flesh, then, then we would believe. And Jesus was like, you would. You I mean, if God showed up in the flesh, you'd believe. I'm him. Liar! Kill him! Uh, Humans, we're funny what we say we'll do. If if, if proof somehow comes, we say we'll believe. But I want you to know that God, by the presence of His Spirit, is here today wanting to draw you into a loving relationship with your Heavenly Father because He sent His Son because of His love for you. And He loved you way before you ever will love Him. He loved you so much that he draws you to say, I'm going to show you. I'm going to reveal myself to you. I'm going to get a spark. There's going to be something that's going to happen. This drawing by the Spirit that's leading you, again, to the feet of Jesus so that you too, like the Magi, can fall down and worship him and give of yourself to him. We will always be invited, like the Magi, to use our faith to follow God. You know, everyone wants infallible proof, but if you have infallible proof of anything, you need no faith. God wants us to live by faith. He wants us to live with a trust and a confidence in who God is. And I I want you to know that, I mean, there's lots of provabilities I can tell you and talk to you about from an apologetic standpoint of why you should believe in God. But at the end of the day, it will always require you to use your faith to experience him. It comes no other way. You can't can't go to church enough to have have a relationship with God. You can't give enough. You can't be kind enough. You can't do enough good deeds to have a relationship with God. It requires faith in Jesus as the redeemer of your soul. And the question I would invite you to perceive today, is Is God placing the star of the Holy Spirit drawing you to this relationship with Jesus Christ? Is he being made alive in you? You know, as we study the story of, of Christmas, there's lots of different Characters in it, Magi, Joseph and Mary, the angels, you know, priests that are around. But Jesus is always the centerpiece of the story. He's never not the centerpiece. Like he's always, no matter who we talk about, Jesus, it always comes back to the idea of Jesus as the centerpiece. And I know we talk about at Christmas time his birth, but the truth is is we're not just relating Christmas to his birth. It is his birth, his perfect life, his sinless life, the, the things that he did on earth, the way he lived, the way he acted, and ultimately his ultimate sacrifice to die on a cross for the sins of Billy Claudio. And put your name in there, that he went and lived this perfect life so that we could experience new life. That is the essence of what Christmas represents to Christians around the world. And we're invited, as the wise men were, to follow the guide that leads us to the feet of Jesus. We need To see the star we need to perceive the star in our life And so i'll say this to us today as I I want to bring some hope to you those that feel like you're in darkness Those that feel like you don't know where you're going those that you feel like you're confused I want you to know that the holy spirit. He is our guiding light He wants to lead you to truth He wants to lead you as a matter of fact jesus in his great prayer in john 14 He makes a statement. I will pray the father that he will give you another helper Notice that jesus is praying that god's going to give us someone that he may abide with you forever, the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him for he dwells in you and will be, he dwells with you and will be what? In you. Jesus is saying, listen, I, 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 I'm going to pray to the Father that he's going to send you the Holy Spirit to be a, 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 a guide in your life, to be a director in your life. And, and Just to be honest, Jesus is emphatic about his desire for us to experience the Holy Spirit within our lives. And we know that on the day of Pentecost, Jesus had died, rose from the dead, told the disciples, hey, go back to Jerusalem, wait for the promise of the Father. Remember, I I told you there was going to be a Holy Spirit was coming. I'm sending him because he's going to be a guide in your life. He's going to be a director in your life. I want you to go back to Jerusalem and wait for the power of the Holy Spirit to fall. And on the day of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit fell, and they were filled with the Spirit, and God began to do dynamic things to these people that were confused They didn't know what to do. They didn't know where to go. They were they were lost within themselves and all of a sudden They're filled with the spirit and whoa, they go like wildfire and change the world Why because the spirit is the lead of life and when we follow the leader It's amazing how much passion and influence we can in the way we live How fast do you go when you don't know where you're going? How many of you when you don't know where you're going actually just stop? Right you just stop. You're like, why, would, why do I want to go any farther this way when I don't know if I'm going the right way? right? I, I'm going to just stop because I don't want to waste any more energy effort. We just want to stop. But when we know where we're going, when we know what we're doing, when we perceive the re, the, our, our reaction to what God is doing, it's amazing how much more energized we can and we can put the pedal to the metal and say, let us go! Because I know where I'm going. I want you to know that God, by His grace, through the power of the Holy Spirit, wants you to know where you're going. He doesn't want you to stop. Many of you are living and stopped living. What to do? It's like you're on a cliff, afraid to move, that you're going to fall. I want you to know that the Holy Spirit wants to believe you. He wants to become close to you. Now, if you're not a Christian here or a Christ follower, you might not understand what I'm talking about, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit that lives within us. But when we get born again, the Spirit of God comes and abides within us. And, and He's a cure of our lives. How many of you ever just, you, as Christians, you, you, you were going to go do something, the Holy Spirit was like, ah, 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 ah. Right, you knew the Holy Spirit was going, hey, that's not us anymore, we're new. We got new things, we're going a new way, new direction, new path, new pattern. Like when we, we put a stop to that direction and go, yeah, I, I want to live new. I've been made new and I want to live in the newness of the way I'm called to live. That's the, the work, the benefit, the b- benevolence of God giving us someone that would help us get to where we can't get on our own. The Holy Spirit is called our helper. Let me, let me read another passage to you in John 16. Verse number seven says, nevertheless, this is Jesus again speaking, red words, nevertheless, I tell you, it is to your advantage that I go away. Now how many of you would say if Jesus ever said to you, it's good that I go? We're like, no, stay. Don't go, Jesus, we need you here, stay. That seems like a good, honest prayer, right? Seems like a good, honest request. Why would we want Jesus to go? Jesus, with an emphasis, says, it's important that I go. Because Jesus in the flesh was how many men? One, in body, how many places could he be? One. He was in the flesh, and the flesh has limitations. Don't you hate the limitations of the flesh? Can't you wait wait till we get into the spirit realm in heaven and right? Some of the things that we're limited we don't we're not limited anymore in that heavenly sphere. And I can only imagine how far I'll be able to hit a golf ball in that heavenly sphere. you know what I'm saying <laughs> I'm sure it probably won't go be far, but my point is right the holy spirit is it it, it, it Jesus is saying it's important that the Holy Spirit comes because there's a limitation on what I can do in my fleshy nature. One day I'm leaving this place, and when I go, it will actually be better for you than me in the flesh with you. And it doesn't even seem to make sense, but as we look at the story, we see that Jesus, as one man in one place, could only help those that were involved in the circle where he was. But he made this statement. He said... If I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. Verse 13. But when he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all the truth. He will not speak of his own. He will speak only what he hears. And he will tell you what is yet to come. You know, when, when Dawn and I were in the process of deciding, what, discerning what to do with our lives, and oftentimes, you know, when, when, you, when you're seeking God, you're always like, Lord, what do you want me to do next? And in ministry, sometimes it's easy to just keep on doing what you're doing, but sometimes you're like, what's next? Lord, what do you want me to do next? And I remember we were in South Carolina, we were working at a church as associate pastors at a church, and, and we were having the what next question happening within our life, and we're both sensitive to the Lord's speaking to us. You you know, how many of you would like to know how the Lord speaks? It's with a deep voice. No, it's not with a deep voice. It's with a very high voice. No, it's not with a... Listen, God can speak any way that he wills. The key is, can you have the ability to perceive and hear what he says? So we were were in the place of, of perceiving what does the Lord want us to do? And we went to this, we had a staff meeting and we, someone was there speaking at the staff meeting uh, teaching about leadership and prayer and this woman was talking about prayer and, and she says, you know, you need to, whenever the Holy Spirit comes on you, you need to pray. Like if you feel like you're supposed to pray for someone, go ahead stop and pray for them because the Holy Spirit's kind of leading you to do it in the moment. And in the moment, prayers are important. I remember I was in Massachusetts one time, and the Holy Spirit came on me to pray for my family. He said, pray right now. I'm like, I'm in the middle of a party. We're having fun with everybody. And the Holy Spirit's like, you need to go pray. I said, okay. I went upstairs into a room, and the house wasn't even mine. I said, can I just go get away for a second? And I went and prayed, and and I prayed in that moment. I didn't even know really what to pray for, but I prayed for my family in particular. And I found out a week later that at the very moment I was praying for my family, they were in a head-on collision. The very moment, the exact moment I'm, I have this urgent burden to pray, they are getting into a car accident. And I'm, I'm like so thankful to the Lord. I'm like, you had me in this mode of prayer and intercession over my family, and it was in the exact time of their need that I'm praying. And thank God, there's a good story that came from it. But her point was, whenever you feel led to pray, pray, because the Holy Spirit's coming on you for that reason. He's leading you, guiding you to do something. And she said, for instance, every time I drive to Scottsdale, Arizona, I get a burden to pray for a great church, and I do. Those words left her lips and punctured my soul. Guess what? The Holy Spirit was speaking. And guess who he was speaking to? Me. And guess what he told me? Go to Arizona, to Scottsdale, and plant a church. You are the fruit of that hearing of the Lord 22, three years ago, of the Lord speaking to her, telling her to tell a story. I left the meeting, Dawn was in the meeting, I was like, man, when she said that, something happened inside of me, Dawn's eyes got big, she said, me too. The Holy Spirit was speaking, and here's my point is, if we were unaware that the Holy Spirit speaks like that, or he wants to communicate to us guidance in our life, we could have not been in Arizona, and you could not be here today having such a wonderful time. Because the Holy Spirit speaks. Because He cares about your life. God cares about your life. He cares about where you are, what's going on. He cares about what's next. And He cares about you understanding the knowledge of what's next. He makes things known. He clarifies things that are, when we go to Scripture, and again, listen, I love the Word. The Word is truth. And, and again, the Holy Spirit points to Jesus and the Word, but the Holy Spirit can communicate things to us that necessarily the Word doesn't speak directly to. Like, there are times when you want to get a Scripture for what you're supposed to do, and you're not supposed to go, What's the answer, right? This is the work of the Holy Spirit inside of us that gives us a guidance system outside of just the understanding of the word or the knowledge of the word and makes it practical for how we can learn to make decisions. He goes on to say this. He will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own. Verse 13 13 again. Um, He will speak only what he hears and he will tell you what is to come. Verse 14. He will glorify me. This is the Holy Spirit's job. He will glorify me, point to me because it is from me that... He will receive what he will make known to you. In other words, Jesus is saying, I'm communicating to the Spirit. We're in like-mindedness. It's not like he's going to tell you something different, which is why anytime time the Holy Spirit tells you and you go to the Word, it's going to line up with what the Word says. The Holy Spirit will never tell you something that's contrary to what the Word of God says. Jesus said this. Listen, he's the guiding light. In John 8, Jesus said, when, the, when Jesus spoke to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but have the light of life. In other words, Jesus says, I, 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 I'm the one guiding you, and I've given you to the Holy Spirit to help be that light for you so you can see where you're going. In Psalms 119, he says what? My word is like a, a lamp unto your feet, a light unto your path. I'm interested in guiding you and directing you. I want you to know that the Holy Spirit is God on the earth, As your guidance, your GPS system helping you live a vital, passionate, moving life. Because when we don't know what to do, we freeze or sometimes make bad decisions and go the wrong way. (laughs) How many of you ever gone the wrong way? I got good news for you. God always can get you back in the right way no matter how far you go wrong. I've said it this way. No matter how many steps you take away from God, it only takes one to get back. (laughs) One to start going in the right direction one to get things back in alignment one to say yeah I'm, not where I wanted to be But i'm not where I used to be and i'm going in the right direction. Some of you could use some direction change today And by the spirit of god, he's saying to you you need some direction change He's speaking to you personally right now in your soul. The holy spirit is going. Yeah, it's time for you to make a change And this is what I know about the holy spirit His move within our own spirit is undeniable Something churns we're like "Eh, Yep, he's talking to me Yep, I feel that urging. Yes, I feel that conviction. Yes, I feel that work that God is doing I, I I just want you to know that the Holy Spirit wants to lead you And the Holy Spirit will always glorify Jesus The Holy Spirit is a part of the transformation process that changes us and helps reform the way we are The Holy Spirit makes the Word of God come alive So our perception and ability to obey comes to a whole different level We desperately need the work of the Holy Spirit. We know that Jesus told the disciples, Go wait for the Holy Spirit because when you receive the Holy Spirit, you will be empowered to be a witness. You're going to do what you couldn't do before. You couldn't live it before, but now, because of the Holy Spirit, you're going to actually be able to live it out. This is the work of the Holy Spirit. He works in our life. We have the Holy Spirit to be our guide. We have the scriptures. They are that map to us. And the Holy Spirit is the one that illuminates and and helps us discover and understand the way of God. You know, Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. And the Holy Spirit helps us in following Jesus. So how how do we learn to follow his guidance? I mean, all of us would like to if he's, you know, if he's revealing, how how do we learn to follow his guidance? Well, the first is this about the Holy Spirit. You, You must believe that he exists. Like, you must believe, you know, we, we believe, in, we're a Trinitarian church, we believe in the Father, the Son, and the, we believe in the Holy Spirit. We don't just talk about it, we don't just say, preach it as a, as a formality, we believe in the work of the Holy Spirit. We believe that, we believe that the Holy Spirit is active today on the earth through the church. We believe the Holy Spirit is speaking to, to believers. We believe the Holy Spirit is activating gifts through us through the callings that we have within our lives. And we believe that the Holy Spirit is continually developing and, and moving us forward and, and, and training us and developing us and, and as we understand and, and, and perceive Scripture. Something is happening by the work of the Holy Spirit. So we must believe that He exists. You have those back there? Put that up there. We must believe that he exists. And the second is we must acknowledge his person and his presence. The Holy Spirit is not an it. You know, when I tell people about my wife, I don't go, you know, it, she, it, she's it. It's my lovely wife, it. I never refer to her as an it because she is a person. I refer to her in a personhood standpoint. She. Right? We read scripture every time we read about the Holy Spirit, it refers to Him as a he. he. He's a person. And again, from a gender standpoint, it really isn't about the gender. It's the mindset of the personhood of the Holy Spirit. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, the person of the Holy Spirit. Many of you don't perceive the Holy Spirit as a person. You feel like it's like a dove or a, or a, a ghost throughout the room. Like the perceptibility of people, is like, it's like a cloud or a wind or a euphoria. You know, we kind of we don't make it anything substantive. It's always kind of something in the wind. I want you to know that the Holy Spirit is a person, someone that, that you can acknowledge and someone that you can say, just as you say, I praise the Father, I praise the Son. Guess what? You can praise the Holy Spirit. You can embrace the Holy Spirit. You can love the Holy Spirit. You can hear from the Holy Spirit. And I want you to know that if the Father is in heaven and seated at his right hand is. And he sent the Holy Spirit to be with you, to live in you. So you have access to God through the work of the Holy Spirit because of the finished work of Jesus to understand the will of God. As a matter of fact, in Romans, he says the Spirit connects you to God's Spirit so that you can know what to do. The vitalness of this message for you can change your life because you'll become aware and sensitive to the work of the Spirit within your life. He's speaking and leading and guiding, and it's perpetual. Sometimes I love it because something great happens. Sometimes I hate it because he's convicting me and saying, don't do that. And that nature within us that goes to the, fight, the flesh in us that fights against the spirit, God says, I want to be at work in transforming your life. 1 John 5 says this, and I'll just kind of paraphrase this mote and I'll communicate it, what it means. It says, this is he who came by water and blood, Jesus Christ. Jesus came by water. How did he come by water? He was born of the flesh, right? Woman's water breaks, a baby is born. And he was born of what? Blood. He died on the cross. He sacrificed himself as, as, by his blood. Not only by water, but by water and blood. And it is the Spirit who bears witness, because the Spirit is truth. For there are three that bear witness in heaven, the Father, the Word, which Jesus is the Word, and the Holy Spirit, and these three are one. Once we acknowledge the Holy Spirit, that he is a person and that he wants to be our guide, the second thing we need to do is learn to hear from his leading we need to learn to perceive when the holy spirit is leading us in life some of you are right now in a critical juncture of living and you need to hear from heaven and i know we like to do the old flow through and point out a scripture and try to hear it but i want to know that god is so interested in giving you the revelation of what's going on and where you're going because he wants to support you so you can have the gas on the pedal and moving in the direction you're supposed to be going and he can speak about the most minute of details. Sometimes people will come to tell me and they say, well, you know, I was praying and the Lord said this like, uh, my, my mind goes, was he really interested in that? <laughs> You know, Because my mode in going to God is always about big things But they would go to God about little things and, and they feel like they perceive and understand What God is speaking to them Even about the little things And I'm going like wow You've developed such a high level of, of taking things to God The things that to me I don't even think about You continue to take those things for God For guidance and direction And of course I see that spiritual maturation And, and beauty within their lives And go Lord help me more Surrender my life and try to get your guidance and direction For the things that maybe I don't give you credence for but we need to learn to hear his leading. We know that ways that he leads us is, is through scripture, which is why it's important to read scripture. You know, I'm, I'm 40 years in ministry, almost 50 years in, in salvation. And guess what I do every day? I read my Bible every day. Not because I'm going to preach. I don't read to preach. I read to receive. Now I do have to read to preach, I have to prepare messages, I have to do all those some things, but when I do my devotion, it isn't for you. I hope you get something from it because of what God is doing in me, but I read to receive, I read to hear. When I'm reading Scripture, I'm asking the question, "Lord, how does this apply to my life? Spirit, what, is, what am I supposed to do with what I'm reading today? What, what value is there that I'm supposed to perceive and understand for the decisions, the choices, the, the way that I'm living my life? And we know that Scripture is one of the ways that we can hear from the Holy Spirit. You know, a great way that we can hear from the Holy Spirit? Our wives, I mean, our spouses, no, our wives. I'm thankful for my wife. I give her credence at times where I'm, you know, like a bull in a china shop. oh She's like, honey. I'm like, don't got time, honey. And maybe the Lord wants us to think about this. Maybe He does. <laughs> and to take a pause and to go and to hear and go. I'm thankful for the times that she says. Maybe we need to pray this through. I'm thankful for church. Because here's what I know today. The Holy Spirit is speaking. And whether it's the words I echo or the ones that he's speaking specifically to you you alone without one word I say, I could probably get in some silence for a moment and the Holy Spirit would be speaking to some of you about something. Because he speaks internally to us. And here's an important thing that I I, want to throw out to you. Now, how many of you know we believe in heaven? Right? Is heaven a mystical place? Right, it's like we can't touch it, we can't taste it, we can't feel it. So, in a, in a sense, the idea of thinking about heaven is mystical. It's it's beyond our understanding. We we have to embrace the idea that heaven is a, a real place that that where we're gonna abide with God. But it's mystical, right? It, it's it's amazing how to me how many things we perceive as mystical and we're okay to embrace them. And then when we go about the Holy Spirit, we say you know He wants to move and He wants to leave. We're like that mysticism is too much for us. We're like oh, that's weird. Ooh. I can believe out all that stuff, but I can't believe that, that the Holy Spirit is, wants to, to move me. That seems woo y or flaky, as some would say. I want you to know that the Holy Spirit's not flaky for sure. As a matter of fact, he wants you to embrace the idea of who he is and how he wants to lead you in your life because he'll help you in school. Teenagers, he'll help you in school. He'll help you in relationships. Teenagers, adults. He, 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 you'll, you'll want to, some of you are contemplating dating someone and the Holy Spirit's going <clears throat> <whistles> hey! Stop! <laughs> I know it feels good I know it's doing lots to hear but stop there's, there's a cliff just down the road <laughs> I, I don't want you to go down the cliff We've all been down the cliff, right? We've all been there. We've all hit that brick wall going 90 miles an hour, and we come back to God. (laughs) Why? Oh, yeah, I do remember you said I shouldn't do that. I remember. (laughs) I do kind of remember you putting something in my life saying, that's not a good idea. I kind of remember that. The why goes a little bit by the wayside when we go, yeah, you probably were trying to communicate to me. You probably were trying to get my attention. You probably, and I was doing a little bit of La, nah, la, 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 la. But when we surrender ourselves and start to say, Lord, I want to be led. I want the star to lead me in my path I should go so that I find myself at the feet of Jesus. And again, not just ultimately to say that's all we want to be, kneeling at the feet of Jesus, but we need him in our life. We need his truth. We need his principle. We need his light. We need his guidance. The Holy Spirit provides that for us in our life. The Holy Spirit, I love this, and I'm moving to close number one. (laughs) The Holy Spirit leads us to be an apprentice of Jesus. You know, some of you, when I say you're a disciple of Jesus, I think people are like, yeah, I'm a disciple of Jesus. Well, I don't think it means much what we think it means today. But if I say you're an apprentice, like you're under the tutelage of Jesus, your job is to become like Jesus. What he was doing, he's trying to teach you to live like him. He wants you to have love and joy and peace and long-suffering, gentleness, temperance, faith. He wants you to operate in such a way that if someone was to look at you and go, Chris, I see, my man, I see Jesus in you. We're like, yeah, because I've been apprenticed by him. I'm, I'm, this, this is my first day on the job. I, I've been being apprenticed by, by the Holy Spirit to become like Jesus for a long time. And yeah, thank God someone noticed. That's what we want, to be a prince. We want to become like Jesus. And it's an ongoing journey. And this is the work of the Holy Spirit to form in us and transform us and renew us and to make us a better version of ourselves, which is done by the work of the cross within us. He leads us to be apprenticed. You know, we have this partnership. I love this, and I won't spend a lot of time on this, but in 2 Corinthians 13, 14, it says, again, speaking of the Trinitarian being of God, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. That word fellowship there is koinonia, koinonia partnership this connection the holy spirit wants to be connected to us he wants to be a part of the journey he wants us to be um, from a relationship standpoint to understand he's working so if the holy spirit says hey stop don't do that take a moment or he leads us we can say if someone asks what are you doing he said well this is what i feel like i'm supposed to do and if it's a christian you they and you, you, they say why you go well i've really been praying about it. i feel like this is the, the lord's leading i feel like this is what god wants me to do next What a great statement that is, isn't it? To be able to say, I think this is what the Lord wants me to do. I feel that the Holy Spirit is leading me down this path. I I feel the star lighting the path as I move down this journey. The Holy Spirit, I want you to know, knows the way that you're supposed to go. He's The scriptures call him the paraclete, the helper. It's a Greek word, paraclete. It means come alongside, to stand with us, to help us move forward. That's the job of the Holy Spirit, to help you succeed in what God has called you to do. And for us to not acknowledge him and not become aware of his work within our life is simply a mistake in our, our following the star. It's, we, we're not allowing ourselves to be transformed the way that God wants us to go. So we see that the Holy Spirit is working in us. We, we have to learn to listen to him. We give him credit as who he is, we begin to listen. And then the, 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 the last thing I want to say to you is, is that, that we have to be willing to take the journey that he leads us on. When the star showed up for the, for the Magi, it wasn't like God said, Oh, by the way, it's two blocks over and one block to the left. It was thousands of miles to travel to find Jesus. They prepared for a long journey. They said, we're going to go do this. This is what we believe is true. And they, the only way that they would ever found Jesus is if they would get up out of their comfort zone and start pursuing the direction they were supposed to go in. You know, some of you, you want the pot at the end of the rainbow, but you won't get up and move. It's like the lottery. You, you, you think you just got a, one fill out of a ticket and somehow someone's going to bring you a check. How many of you know that's just not life? We all wished it was life. It's just not life. Right? We have to get up and we have to get moving. And, and the journey the Holy Spirit has on you requires you to get up and begin to take the journey. For some of you, that means you're going to make a commitment to, to connect to God in a deeper way. You're going to make a commitment maybe to go to church on a regular basis. Maybe you're going to make a commitment. The journey is getting involved in a small group. Maybe for some of you today, that, that beginning of that journey is you surrendering your life to the Lordship of Jesus. Maybe for some of you, the journey is the Holy Spirit's been trying to convict you to say, hey, it's time to start spending time in the Word. It's time for you to learn of me. Maybe for some of you, the journey is, hey, you know, you've kind of been prayerless in a while, and I want, you, I, I want to take you somewhere, but it's going to require you setting some time aside in fellowship with me. What is the journey that the Holy Spirit is going to lead you on? Because it will require you to take the journey, go to the direction that He leads us toward. It is the way of transformation It is the way of understanding. It is the way of empowered living because we know what the Lord teaches us. You know, um, when God led the children of Israel out of Egypt, he led them right dead center to the Red Sea. Like if you were a map person, I'm sure the guy on the map was like, this is the wrong way! You know, this is crazy. God, there's a sea there and there's an army coming after us. This is the wrong way. (laughs) But God led them here because he wanted to show his glory. He said, like, this is impossible. You guys are in an impossible situation. But I led you here. I led you to the sea. There, There is no escape except if I show up. And, of course, we know the story that God parts the Red Sea. They walk across on dry land. And then he takes them on a journey. They're supposed to go not very far, but it takes them 40 years because they get misguided and misdirected. They, they stop following God. They stop honoring God. Here's what I love about God. God is always recalculating our direction. <laughs> right? Have you ever just said, I don't want to do that and went your own way? I want you to know, the whole time you were going your own way, God was recalculating. Okay, okay, okay. All right. When are you going to stop? And wherever you stop, God said, all right, I know. you're not lost, I know where you are. Let me show you what to do to get where you need to be. Some of you feel like you're just so far gone, and God, listen, he's, he's he, I got you. I know where you need to be. I know what you need to be doing. I've recalculated. Here's the first step. And God begins to lead us back to that place of fruitfulness, that promise that he has for us in our life. You know, Jonah ran from God, didn't he? Those of you who know the story in the scripture of Jonah, God tells him to go do something. He says, I don't want to go do it. And he got on a boat and taken off. The boat was about to sink. And they said, why is this boat about to sink? And Jonah said, because I'm running from God. So they threw him off the boat. The story is he gets swallowed by a fish and for three days is in the belly of the whale contemplating the error of his ways. But he came to his senses. The Bible says that God took him where he needed to go, put him back on the shore so that he would go accomplish. I want you to know sometimes our life can be like that. We can be in the belly of the fish. We can feel like we've done nothing wrong. Nothing's going right. Life is hell on earth. It never was supposed to be this way. I want you to know that God, and is recalculating, has got a plan and a purpose for your life that is special. And you just need to put your trust in him. And say, God, I believe that you're leading me, guiding me to a life of hope, a life of peace, a life of purpose, a life that matters, and I want to live it to the fullest. Proverbs reminds us of this, trust in the Lord with all of your heart, and lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. I want to invite you today, and as I close, I'm not going to read the whole passage of Scripture to you, but I do want to read one thing to you. Um, You know, Jesus tells an interesting story in Luke about the Holy Spirit and his interaction with us. And he tells it in a way that it seems kind of contrary. You know, Jesus says, you know, a man has a friend, and, and he's... Got a friend that shows up at his house, and the guy's at his house, he's got no food, so he goes to his neighbor's house, and he says, man, it's midnight. He's like, knocks on his door and says, man, give me, you know, can you give me some bread? And the friend's like, no, I'm not going to give you any bread, it's midnight. He's like, no, dude, you're my friend, you got to help me out, give me some bread. And he says, man, but you keep bothering me, yeah, yeah. Well, good thing you're my friend, and he gives him the bread so he can take care of his, his, uh, his the guest that had arrived. And and the Lord Jesus is telling the story in relationship to the Father. Now, how many of you don't like the sound of it that God is like, "Hey, don't bother me right now"? No, no one likes that. We all want God to be the guy that's finding us. You know, what is it that you need? What do you need? What do you need? What do you need? What do you need? We want God to be the God that is going and saying, "What do you need? What 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 do you need?" And if it doesn't happen, it's not our fault. It's always been God's fault because He should have been there for what we needed. No responsibility on our part. God just better be there for what we need. And our perspective of his God is that God, oh, God, just take care of me. It's your job to take care of me. If things don't go well, it's your fault, not my fault. And Jesus kind of flips the story and says, listen, you guys have this perception of God that he's always got to be looking out for you. I want to flip it a little bit, and I want you to know that there's some responsibility on you to connect with God by the work of the Spirit. It ain't just God got to take care of his business, and if he don't, it's his fault. There's responsibility in our humanness. Let me read this passage to you. Um, verse 8, I'll pick up in Luke eleven eight. I tell you, even though he will not get up and give you bread because of friendship, yet because of your shameless audacity, this is the guy knocking, this is what he says about this guy knocking, because of your shameless audacity, he will surely give, get up and give you as much as you need. ask him I simply say that to say I want you to have some shameless audacity instead of blaming God on your inability to perceive the Holy Spirit start asking him knocking and seeking and finding and saying God I want to become aware of the Holy Spirit and I'm going to take some responsibility because as he said you earthly fathers though your evil do good how much more does your heavenly father want to give you the Holy Spirit and let you become aware of his guidance and direction on a regular basis the Holy Spirit is your friend and he's here to help you. And right now, for some of you, he wants to lead you to saving grace in Jesus. The Bible says, no man comes to the Father unless he's drawn by the Spirit. That means the Holy Spirit's been working this morning on you to meet Jesus. As I close, would you bow your heads for a moment? If you're here this morning and you say, Billy, I've had this nudging in my spirit all day that I needed to make my life right with God. You can give credit to the Holy Spirit for that, And right now your life is about to be changed because you're going to surrender to his love and his lordship. You're going to receive what Jesus Christ has done. You're going to be forgiven of your sins and your life is going to begin fresh with new purpose, a new mindset, a new hope. If that's you, I want you to pray this prayer. It's a prayer of surrender to Jesus and his lordship and it's going to change your life forever. Would you pray this prayer with me? Say, God, thank you for loving me. Thank you for sending your son Jesus to die for my sins so that I could be saved. Today I embrace you as the Lord and Savior of my life and I choose to follow you with all that I am. Lead me in the path I should go and fill me with your Holy Spirit as my guide. It's in Jesus' name I pray. And everyone said, amen. If you prayed that prayer, I welcome you to the family of God. Something happened inside of you. Maybe you're coming back for the first time or coming to Christ for the first time or recommitting your life to the Lordship of Jesus. I want you to know as we close the service, we're going to have some prayer team members that are going to be up here. We have a a, a gift we'd love to give to you and talk to you about your newfound faith in Jesus. But we also, at the end, if you have prayer needs of any kind, their team is going to be up here to pray for your needs. And I want to encourage you in this. The Holy Spirit wants to be your guide. He wants to be your lead. And this week, I want to encourage every one of you Open your heart to the Lordship of the Holy Spirit and say, Holy Spirit, I surrender. I want to hear, I want to perceive, I want to know there's decisions I need help in making and I want your help and I want your support. I believe that God is going to begin to reveal more and more of the work of His Spirit within your life so you can, with credence, go, yeah, I think the Lord is leading me. It'll change your life forever. It'll help you with every decision that you make. It'll help you be a better husband, wife, father, son, daughter, and boss, an employee. It, it just will help you. The Holy Spirit helps us everywhere we go, and you're going to see the fruit of it in your life and the journey that you're on. So as we close today, I speak blessings on you. I look forward to seeing all of you Saturday for our great time of fun. Um, if you haven't signed up, my wife keeps on reminding me, there are sign-up sheets out, so we know how many people have, can help, but if you haven't done that, would you please go out there and sign them up so we feel comfortable about all those. You're all welcome to come, and we'll put you to work, or not love you be blessed have a wonderful 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 day go in the power of the holy spirit thanks so much for listening to our podcast i really hope god moved in your heart today and if you're in the Scottsdale area i'd love for you to come and visit our campus on one of our sunday services you can find details to our service times on our website i also want to thank our faithful givers by giving towards our podcast you're able to help us reach people from all over the world for christ and fulfill the mission of oasis which is to love god love life and love people God bless.